fly me to the moon let me play among the stars let me see what spring is like on hey so due to popular request i am going to actually turn those freestyle fridays into something that's going to be a little bit more formatted like our series we've been doing so this next series will be set upon nutrition and what i'm going to do is take those freestyle fridays and bring them maybe into exercise so what is nutrition nutrition is energy and information oftentimes we think of it just as something to supply us with energy and in fact it goes a little bit beyond that too it goes into cellular levels of function because we know if we don't have good nutrition, we have disease. And of course, it doesn't happen over one meal, over one week of bad meals, over one month of bad meals. It happens over accumulation of mistakes that we make. So nutrition plays an important part in our lives. And we have to learn how to manage it rather than letting it manage us. Because the fact is, if you don't manage it, it's going to turn into disease. It's going to turn into problems. So you've got to set the table down and you've got to plate your meals appropriately. But we don't want to make it stressful and we don't want to make it a part of our life. We have to always consider and always be afraid of and always bastardize. Instead, we got to understand the basics first and then we'll go through a hierarchy of learning exactly what we need to do to make this a permanent decision for us. So as I stated, nutrition is energy and information. Of course, energy is what supplies our body to perform vital functions at a cellular level, as well as carry on the day-to-day tasks we have. Of course, energy comes calories, and the calorie equation, we know you must have more calories in your diet than you need to build muscle. You must have less calories in your diet than you need to lose fat. And obviously, there's extended extremes of those that will produce results not necessarily of what you want. Let's say you ate way too many calories. Well, you get fat and muscle. Let's say you had not enough calories where you lose fat and muscle. So it can't be extreme. Extreme is very important here. In all aspects, you should not go to the extreme, whether that's weight loss or whatever it may be. But next is information. And information might be a little uh, paradoxical to you, but information from food is synonymous to information that we may have as humans we have a history food has a history as well so how that food is made will determine how it's interpreted by your body now it could be either friend or foe right a friend is allowed to pass by it's given the good green signal and it's now nourishing your body however a foe the immune system will start acting upon these things so things like sugar bad fats like trans fats or hydrogenated fats, low quality meats that maybe are farmed and just not great nutrition for you. Um, Perhaps foods you have intolerances to or sensitivities to, those things will also produce immune reactions. Um, And also processed foods. Of course, we know processed foods were invented to stop world starvation and hunger, and now they're actually making it worse, right? They're making us obese and diseased and we don't need that okay so now there are two major subcategories when we look at nutrition number one is macronutrients number two is micronutrients 
Macronutrients are needed in large amounts, supply calories, and are typically just building blocks. Whereas micronutrients are needed in smaller amounts and help orchestrate proper functions of organs and cellular level functions. So, when we go into this, I want to first start with macronutrients. There's obviously three macronutrients. You can consider four. Number four being alcohol, but we don't need that. That's not necessary. But it does have seven calories per gram. And I would say that information provided by that is negative and deleterious to our overall health. So I'm not going to go over that. But you will see that in some contexts. What I want to go over instead is carbohydrates, fats, and protein. So carbohydrates, we know, are the main source of energy. It spares protein because when you don't have enough carbohydrate, there's something called gluconeogenesis that will now innervate your protein and turn that into glucose, gluconeogenesis, the production of glucose. So we have carbohydrates that are protein sparing. If you're someone who's looking to build muscle, we need to have carbohydrates. They also produce better blood flow to muscles as well. We know, of course, the pump, but... When we look into this, they're the primary energy choice for the brain and CNS as well. So if you don't have a lot a lot of carbohydrates in your diet, you may experience foggy thinking. Now, there are two separate types of carbohydrates, one being complex, one being simple. Simple carbohydrates we need to avoid. They're things like sugar. Those are information sent to our body that's negative and deleterious. We don't need that. Complex carbohydrates in their hand are great for us. They produce something called fiber, which fiber obviously helps with digestion. It's actually not digestible because the fiber mass now inside of your gut moving on your GI tract is helping move along other items. So think about that as almost a snowplow. When we have fiber in our diet, which comes in a carbohydrate manner, typically from carbohydrates that are complex in nature, you have a snowplow going through your body. And of course, we don't need snowplows driving through every single day. You know, if you've ever had too much fiber, then that's actually a bad thing as well. It usually leads to constipation. And that may be due to also lack of water, which we'll talk about later. But when we look at carbohydrates, your main choices you should choose are complex. Now, next is the recommendations. And when I look at these, I'm going to go over this in another podcast, but I want to give you what the general public recommendations are just so you're aware of them and you can kind of see how the difference is between what we need and what's been claimed so the recommendations for carbohydrates should consume about 40 to 70 percent of your total diet and that's just again a recommendation listed from a general health advice standpoint not you individually we'll talk about you individually in another podcast next is protein Protein is a basic building blocks for most tissue and cell membranes. It's necessary for metabolic function and hormone systems. So when we think about proteins, we actually make some in our body, believe it or not. Um, we don't make all of them, though. So there's two separate types of proteins. There's complete and incomplete. And it comes down to the protein basics of amino acids. When you look at the amino acids, the profile is changing from protein choice to protein choice. That's why you shouldn't always have the same protein in your diet. Like you shouldn't always eat chicken breasts. Although it's a very popular thing that people do, you shouldn't always eat it Um, for several reasons. Number one, the amino acid profile is the exact same. So when we look at that, you don't want to have the exact same 
amino acid profile is always dumped into your system because that can create, and again, a bad information signal in which then is going to create an immune response. So oftentimes when we overeat the same foods, we likely are going to develop sensitivities and intolerances to them because our body's too used to seeing them. They just come in daily. So imagine if I always had continuously supplied you with the exact same food, that's just going to tell your body, well, it looks like this food is actually an intruder because I always see it in my system rather than it's a friend. So we don't want to turn our friends into foes for first off. So don't always have the same protein choice and don't always have the same vegetable choice and same any choice if we're being honest. Variety is important. But the proteins, amino acids are going to influence whether it's a incomplete or a complete protein. Now, all meat choices will be complete because they have a diverse set of amino acids that actually are supplying with the essential amino acids your body can't create. Vegetables, on their hand, if you're vegetarian or vegan, they don't supply the necessary amino acids when set one by one. You must combine these vegetables or grains or beans or legumes to make sure you get the complete all amino acid profile that's considered essential that your body does not produce. So that's very important. Now let's look at the recommendations they talk about. They say anywhere between 0.36 grams to 0.91 grams per pound of body weight. So again, this is just general. I'm going to get more specific in another podcast. And next we're going on to fats. Fats transport and utilize the vitamins that are fat soluble. They're building blocks for most cells. And actually, cholesterol is the one in particular I'm talking about with the building blocks. Um, cholesterol has been demonized for a long time, but it's essential for your body. It's actually produced in your body as well. Now, we don't want to overhype this. There's no extremes you should ever go to, but um, cholesterol is important. It's also important for building muscle. So we have the three main micronu- I'm sorry, macronutrients. Carbohydrates, fats, protein. Now, with the fats, we have a ton of different types. There's unsaturated, polyunsaturated, monounsaturated, saturated, trans fats, hydrogenated fats. There's a ton of different types. We need to know that unsaturated fats are considered the most favorable. Saturated fats are next in line. And we should limit and really avoid trans fats and hydrogenated fats. Those information signals being sent to us aren't necessarily the greatest. And there's a lot of debate on this. You hear a lot of debate on, you know, saturated fat. You hear a lot of debate on unsaturated fat, which one's better for you. Um, I refer back to a study done by Ansel Keys a long time ago. He actually did a seven world uh, study where he investigated this. Now, his results concluded that saturated fat was the producer of cardiac diseases. Now, in his study, there's some flaws. Um, He did mention, but it didn't go public in his study that sugar in conjunction with saturated fat was the most likely to contribute to the cardiac diseases, not just saturated fat alone. But again, when you start looking at studies and you produce the articles, um, unfortunately, that was never mentioned. It's just demonizing the saturated fat itself. So in a well-balanced diet, saturated fat is not necessarily bad for you. And in fact, it can be good for you. Now, Next, we'll go to micronutrients. So micronutrients are going to be separated in a couple different categories. We have water-soluble, fat-soluble, and minerals. So the water-soluble vitamins are going to be vitamin B1, B2, B6, B12, 
vitamin C and folic acid. Now, with these water-soluble vitamins, they can't really cause harm in excess because we excrete them. So if you're taking a vitamin B12 supplement, you're probably never going to overdose on it unless you're dehydrated because when you're dehydrated, they're going to put overtaxation on the liver and the kidneys. But otherwise, you would typically just excrete it. So maybe that vitamin B12 supplement is just expensive pee at the end of the day. And we'll talk about later on how to get the right levels of these things. But these B vitamins are used in energy exchange. So they can't really take your, your macronutrients and break it down into smaller components without these B vitamins. They also are necessary in uh, nervous system function. Now, vitamin C is actually helping produce growth hormone and also helps um, with bone production. Folic acid is really utilized in DNA, protein, and bone production, and also helps the nervous system as well. Moving on to fat-soluble vitamins, first thing to note, vitamin A, D, E, and K, you can overdose on. You can because it's fat-soluble. It stores in your fat. So when you have these vitamins in excess, it can cause harm. And again, we'll talk about this later. But vitamin A is helpful for vision and skin, as well as hair. Vitamin D is really useful for your bones. Vitamin E is useful in blood production and prevents cell damage. And vitamin K aids in clotting and, of course, bones. And all these things I'm giving are just brief. There's much more to them, but I just want to go over them briefly so you're aware of them. Next is going to be your minerals. So the minerals we have is calcium, potassium, sodium, iron, and zinc. These as well can definitely be overdosed. And if we look at just one and simple, calcium, if you overdose on, can cause arthrosclerosis. And that is not a good idea. You do not want to have arthrosclerosis. Um, that's basically a buildup of plaque in your um, arteries. Of course, that's a bad thing because it leads to uh, hemorrhages and clots, and we don't want that. Okay, But calcium is helpful for bone blood, muscles, and nerves. Potassium is great for water balance, nerves, heart, and muscle. Sodium is good for water balance as well as nerves, muscles. Our iron is really useful for the, our blood, of course, production and oxygen transportation. And zinc is great for healing wounds and CO2 transportation. So there's a lot of things that these smaller items in our diet do. And oftentimes we're depleted in them. Well, the general consensus on this uh, that America's figured out is let's just go and produce a bunch of processed foods. And you'll notice that typically these foods are enriched. Enriched meaning they're adding vitamins and minerals into them. Again, like I just talked about, you can have too much of these vitamins and minerals. Now, when you get too much, there's major consequences. So if your diet is primarily consuming these large processed foods that are in boxes, bags, cans, all that stuff, likely you're probably too high in these vitamins. And to make things worse, they're actually inorganic compounds at that point. They're made by man, which um, simple example, folic acid versus folate, totally different things. Um, if you actually look at the compound and how it's used in the body, one can't be used fully um, and gets actually stored. One can be used and transported. Um, so just for an example, we want to make sure our vitamins and minerals are coming from natural sources, just like we'd want our macronutrients, the carbohydrates, fats, and proteins to come from whole natural foods. You wouldn't want to take a, a protein powder that was made out of, I don't know, 
man-made materials, right? Most of most of protein powders are made out of whey or pea or hemp or whatever, but you've never seen them made out of just uh, chemicals, right? Because there is a chemical makeup that describes protein in the amino acids, and you could probably do it, but you don't see it in the market. However, you do see that with the vitamins and minerals. So just take caution on that. Take very much caution. Now, to finish this off, I want to go over a couple of Q&As. And the frequently asked questions I keep getting are, um, how do I know if we have the correct amount of micronutrients and macronutrients? Well, we know if we have the correct amount of macronutrients based upon a metabolic typing. And I'll talk about that in the next episode. But we know how we have the most and correct amount of micronutrients via blood tests. And there are blood tests you can order. You can do this even outside of your doctor's request. And you can go to a place called Quest Diagnostics. That's where I get mine done. But you want to get your blood tested if you're concerned with these minerals and if you're going to supplement. Because the next question I have is, should you supplement? And my answer is always, only if your levels are low. Overconsumption of those micronutrients will lead to problems. And especially on the mineral and fat-soluble side will definitely lead to problems. Water-soluble you can mostly get away with, but um, we should not supplement unless we need it, right? That's why it's called supplement. It's supplementary to your normal diet. And these things can be achieved. You can get all of your vitamins and minerals and macronutrients through a whole balanced diet. It's very possible. And I want to show you that in a later episode. Next, the last question I usually get. Does quality matter? And of course, quality does matter. Quality is very important. The quality of food is the most essential step towards health because if we sacrifice our quality of food, we're typically going to get a lower level stressor on our on our system, right? So if you always have these smaller levels of chemicals and smaller level of um, byproducts and smaller level of uh, residues and pesticides and fungicides and herbicides and all this stuff, you keep having a lower level of that, eventually it becomes a stressor to your body. So to avoid that, we need to look for things that don't come out of a box, bag, can, or wrapper. They should be minimally processed and they should be labeled with things like organic, grass-fed, wild-caught, non-GMO verified, when available. That's your best options because those are going to limit the amount of chemicals, number one, and harmful pesticides, herbicides, and all that stuff we talked about. But number two, it's going to increase the amount of vitamins, minerals inside of your foods. They've done studies on this, non-organic versus organic. Organic foods have much more vitamins and minerals inside of them. So when we look at that, again, the information that that food is sending us is quality information. It's positive. It's friendly, not faux-like. The more byproducts that are not actual food and are just uh, pieces of irrigation or processes or man-made things, low levels of stress build up to be high levels of stress. Just realize that because not only are you getting those chemicals from your food, but also from your hair products, your nail polish, your cologne, all this other stuff. So just to be smart, don't treat your food like it's gas. Don't try and go buy it at the cheapest price. And again, you want to make sure it's quality. We're going to talk about some more things in the next episodes, but I hope you enjoy this first one, just grounding over the fundamental basics of nutrition. And I hope to see you soon. Please tune into my blog. It's at mattptcantrell.design.blog. I'd love to see you there. There's a ton of great information out there as well. And I hope you're having a great rest of your day. Take care.